The Sam Alex Show. Donovan McNabb, six-time Pro Bowler and sports commentator, joining us on the program. How you doing? You ready for a workout right after this interview? I'm definitely ready for a workout. Got to start the day off right and uh, continue on with the uh, path in which is set for good things to happen. Are you training for uh, like a 10K or a marathon or you going <laughs> back to the league or you just want to stay in shape? Uh, I'm, I'm training for the pool season uh, for <laughs> me to be ready uh, to sit around by the pool and uh, just to be healthy. That's the most important thing is uh, I, I love working out. Uh, I'm a six or seven day guy kind of workout. So um, I just stay on top of it, make sure I'm just staying on top of my health and, and my physical fitness. I think it's very important. And are you at a, a public gym where people are always coming up to you and like want to hear stories about what you played in the league or, or you kind of just have earphones in and no one really bothers you? Well, I mean, I, I've been a member of a few gyms out here in Arizona and they've seen me for years. So it's, it's not that people come up and harass me by any means. Uh, you know, they allow me to at least get my workout in. And if I have to get something quick or we're going through this time now with the the pandemic, I think it's, um, you know, rewarding the fact that I have a gym in my house. So I'm able still to continue on with uh, a lot of different things that I do in the gym here at home. When you played in the league, what would you do in the off season? Because I feel like sometimes for any sport, it's good to kind of just rest your, rest your muscles in your mind and actually not work out for a little bit. Well, you know, in the off season, I, I would come and spend time here in Arizona. Uh, I have my, my personal trainer here. Uh, that I work out with and, and rest is very important something that we were very key on with that but during that rest period I would usually see a stretch therapist or or get a massage or if uh you know acupuncture and things of that nature cupping if that was needed to rest the body to get it to recover well uh, but you know it was always still trying to find time in the gym uh, I'm a basketball player so I love playing basketball um, you know I just love competing and talking trash just like the, the normal guy uh, but but it's fun and it, it keeps your heart rate going. And uh, more importantly, it keeps your mind engaged uh, just in competitive um, sports. So you played both sports at Syracuse. How did you decide which one to pursue professionally? Well, it kind of chose me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a better opportunity uh, in football and, and, and both. Listen, I love both, both sports. Uh, I really actually love uh, all sports. Um, I coach women's basketball as well during club season. Uh, I do per, per personal training with, with a lot of uh, different quarterbacks in, you know, in high school, college, uh, pro, um, you know, so I love to give back. But more importantly, I, I think when it came to college while I was playing, uh, I love basketball so much. It, it helped me in football. It helped me with hand-eye coordination, reaction time, uh, being able to uh, move in, in certain situations quicker than usual. Uh, and then football obviously took over from there. Do, do you have a daughter on the team, or how did you start coaching? Um, well, I do have a daughter that plays on our, our club team. She plays on the lower level. Uh, she's on the 16U team. I help coach the 17 team, our 17 national team. And, uh, you know, you just try to prepare the young girls to uh, be ready for any and everything that they may be faced with later on down the road. And for those uh, playing on the 17 team, they're either uh, sophomores or juniors, and um, you know, the next step is to go to college and, and I try to prepare them in a way that uh, they won't go in kind of shocked by what some of these coaches are asking from them, how to prepare, what to expect, uh, how to recover with your body, uh, the competition level, how to attack different, uh, you know, competitors that you're playing with. Uh, that type of insight definitely is something that I enjoy working with these girls and 
And, uh, you know, I'm kind of like a dad to about 32 girls uh, because they look at me as, as the guy who's been there uh, caring, uh, make sure that they're doing the right things and I always check on them uh, while they're here or while they're in college. When you went to college, were you ready? Or it was kind of the summer going into your freshman year of college where there's, I would assume, some like off-season workouts. You're like, whoa, it's a little different than high school. Coaches are a little more intense. Well, you got to remember, I came out uh, in, in the 90s, early 90s. And you're, you're talking about we didn't have personal trainers. We didn't have places we can go to to, to work out. And a guy tell us what we need to do. Uh, we couldn't, our parents couldn't hire uh, quarterback coaches or anything of that nature. Uh, we did it on our own. And, and growing up in the 90s, you grab your ball and you go play on the playground for three, four hours, maybe by yourself or with one of your friends. Uh, or you go throw the ball in the backyard. And what we did that I think a lot of these kids at this particular time don't do is we watch sports 24-7. So we watched Michael Jordan and, and the Bulls. Uh, I watched Walter Payton and, and Jim McMahon and the Bears and Randall Cunningham in Philly and, you know, Brett Favre in Green Bay, Dan Marino in Miami. And I, what I did was I tried to take parts of their game and I would go out in the background on the playground uh, and just work on my throwing and work on the footwork and scrambling and things of that nature or work on my ball handling and shooting. Uh, that's something these kids don't do nowadays. They don't, they don't watch sports enough uh, where, you know, you try to watch certain things from your, your favorite player or other players that play in the professional ranks and go out on the, on the playground or go out in, in your driveway because most people either have swimming pools or they have uh, basketball goals or even both uh, to work on your game. You know, everything now is about, hey, can I work with this coach or my friends, you know, their parents hired this guy to work with them. It, it, I'm telling right. you, it's, it's ridiculous, but this is the life we live in. It's so different. Have you seen the Bulls Jordan documentary, by the way? Love it. Love every bit of it. I, I'm starting to learn a little bit more of the ins and outs of kind of what those guys went through. I mean, when you have a GM that, that was, that was kind of like what we're seeing, um, a hard nose, and, and then you have, you know, you have Reinsdorf, the same thing. I mean, it was, uh, he signed the contract, we're not re-upping it. It's like, don't matter if you make two, three uh, NBA, NBA All-Star teams or you win a championship, it don't matter. You're, you're honoring that contract. And it's, it's one for me. I mean, we heard rumblings about it growing up, but now when you actually see it, and I think people now uh, starting to understand a little bit the path and the journey that the Bulls had to go through in order to get the, the uh, six championships. So I, I just think for uh, the generational X crew and the millennials, they're starting to understand why people are saying Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. You grew up in Chicago like I did. To, did you ever cross paths with MJ or Pippen or Rodman, ever get to know any of those guys? Uh, I have. I've, I've met Dennis on many occasions. We sat down a few times when we were together. Um, he is definitely eccentric. Um, uh, is he's one to to uh, get to know, and you will leave the conversation probably a little confused uh, of what you were talking about. But he's a great guy. Um, I was under Brand Jordan, um, you know, with uh, with the, the brand. I wore the Jordans during uh, my years, a couple of my years in, in uh, the NFL. Um, so me and Mike uh, had many conversations together during that time, and also, um, you know, throughout my career. Uh, Scotty, I've run into Scotty a couple of times as well. Uh, the list goes on, you know, of guys that uh, I've met throughout those uh, Bulls history. Right. How did you choose Arizona, by the way, to spend your time? Well, I mean, warm weather. Um, you know, there was a great crew that, that my agent uh, knew about that I came my first year. And, and really it was in 2000. 
uh, and I started training with them and I enjoyed every bit of it uh, and came back every year, you know, built relationships. And then it was just an opportunity for me to get away from 40 degrees to possibly come into 75, 80 degrees. So I think anyone would make that decision. You don't want to move back to Syracuse, New York full time? Uh, that would be a negative. Um, <laughs> I, listen, I love going back to visit. Um, I still have some friends that, that live in, in the uh, Syracuse area, uh, Watertown area, uh, Albany. Uh, but I, I would prefer to be here. I want to find out who you think the rising stars in the NFL are after the break with Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb is our guest. Go to DonovanMcNabb.com. We can get links to all your socials, find out all the charities you're involved with. So who do you think the uh, rising stars, the NFL are? Uh, the rising stars to me in the NFL are Patrick Mahomes, the Deshaun Watsons, the Dak Prescotts, uh, the Josh Allens. Um, you know, I, I think when you look at the NFL now, you kind of have to take the Carson Wentz and, and the Jared Goffs in that, in that aspect as well. Uh, coming out in the same class as Dak Prescott. Um, but we still can't forget about, you know, the healthy Cam Newton, uh, the electrifying player that he is. Plus, you go with the older guys. The older guys, are even though that they're on their way out, so to speak, they're still rising. The uh, Drew Brees and, and uh, Tom Brady, as well as Aaron Rodgers. So are you uh, commentating at all, or will you be during the season? I'm a, I'm a free agent. Um, I'll, I'll be doing a few different shows every now and then, calls in during the week, uh, also a few appearances on TV as we go along. But as we sit and wait on when and where uh, we can kind of get going a little bit, um, you know, I'll be pretty much doing what you see. Right. All right. We got some fan questions for you. Tony wants to know, what was your NFL draft day experience like? Uh, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it, 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 despite everyone keeps bringing up, the fact that I've been booed, but, um, you know, it was still was an honor to hear my name mentioned and go across the stage and, and shake uh, Paul Tagliabue's hand. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear what you uh, said which, before. You said, despite the fact that you were booed, is that what you said? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, 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 you didn't know that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but I mean, you know, again, it was, uh, it was an honor, a true honor to, to, uh, knock that off the bucket list, so to speak. Uh, and, um, you know, look forward to the new team that I was drafted by. I don't know. Why would people boo you? They wanted like a different position or a different player for to play a different position for the team. Or? Oh well, they uh, the Eagles fans wanted Ricky Williams, and um, unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. And um, <laughs> you know, uh, I was drafted, and uh, I think things worked out for the better. I think. So. But what city was the draft in? Is it always in New York? It was in New York. It was in New York in Madison Square Garden. Okay. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, a couple years ago when it was here in Nashville, where they did it like outside on Broadway and there's live band and it was just like a rock concert. Yeah, the year before that, it was in Philadelphia. And, um, you know, there was a lot of money paid for uh, that particular draft to be hosted there from both, both Nashville as well as Philadelphia. But they did a wonderful job hosting. And uh, I'm sure it'll go probably into the minds of, of the voters of when they'll be back in Nashville. Uh, David wants to know, what was it like playing in the NFL? Or sorry, in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I was, it was an honor. I mean, you know, obviously when you're a kid in the backyard and you're throwing passes to your friends or you're playing tag football, uh, two-hand touch, uh, you, you kind of dream of making that pass in, in the Super Bowl and throwing a game-winning touchdown. And, uh, it was an opportunity for me to play in, in the Super Bowl and, and uh, have that opportunity to throw that last touchdown to win it. It didn't work out that way. But yet and still, I look back on those memories and those are ones that, that I truly, really enjoy. Uh, and my kids get a chance to to see that as well. And what city was uh, Gabe in that year? 
That was in Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida. Remember who did the uh, halftime show? Uh, I do not, but it was Super Bowl 39. And, um, you know, usually we're, we're in the locker room. You won't be able to see it anyway. Right. Uh, so um, I, I don't remember exactly who it was, but uh, I know the year before, I believe, uh, it was in Houston, and that was that was part of the uh, that might have been part of the Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but isn't the Super Bowl week done in such a tease? There's all these parties going on, all these celebrities, and you can't participate. At least you're not supposed well, to. Right. You're supposed to focus well, on the game. <laughs> the the thing is, it's about business, and you know you're there for a week. And, you know you can party afterwards, but you're there to to hold really hold up that trophy if, if you can get it done. And, and that's what it's all about. And uh, for the players, yeah, you want to get out and, and mingle a little bit with, with some of your family members that are there and all, but, you know, you still got to keep a business approach. Right. Hey, Marcus wants to know, uh, who was the best player you've ever competed against? Um, you know, Michael Strahan is a guy that uh, we play twice a year. You know, he had 14 sacks against me throughout my career, seven more than any other quarterback, which, they put that stat up when he went into the Hall of Fame, which I didn't know if I should be happy or I should be <laughs> sad. But, um, you know, I played against the Ray Lewises. I, I played, played against, you know, a lot of different players that, that are either Hall of Famers or uh, four, five, six, eight, ten-time Pro Bowlers. So uh, it's hard to kind of just pick one. But Michael Strand's a guy that I, I've seen a lot. Uh, coming up, our final segment, Donovan, we're going to play a game of this or that. It's coming up. Mm-hmm. Donovan McNabb is our guest here, six-time Pro Bowler. We're going to play a game of this or that in just a second. But first, Donovan, what are you grateful for? Uh, grateful, grateful for life, family, um, love, and, you know, just happiness. Uh, those are the things that I'm, I'm truly happy for. Um, you know, where you can wake up the next morning and, and, and take a breath and, and continue on with your day and to look into your family's eyes and smile uh, and know that everything is okay. Right. On. Do you still play pickup basketball at all when you go to the gym? I haven't played that much recently. Um, you know, and I've been I've, now that we're going through this time, I'm thinking about getting back out there uh, just so I can talk a little bit more trash and, and get a little bit more involved. But uh, in due time, in due time. Are there any celebrities you've played against who we'd be surprised that they're really good at basketball? Maybe they competed in a different sport or. You know what? There are a lot of a lot of football players that are really good basketball players, and I think one thing that we bring to the table that's a little different than most of these basketball players is physicality. Uh, we're not afraid of, to bang. You know, most of these basketball players are, are some somewhat soft, um, and they don't like to bang. But you know, again, while we like the physical play, they're a little longer and maybe a little quicker in some regards. Um, you know, that helps them out in that way. Right. Now. Okay. This or that Donovan, uh, beach or city? Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm a city guy, um, but I do prefer, it doesn't have to be beach. Uh, I'll be, I'll do city and a swimming pool. Okay. Uh, uh, Rudy or Rocky? Uh, Rocky. Rocky. Uh, oh, b- last one, Bulls or Sixers? Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> No hesitation, Bulls. <laughs> but I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Sam Alex Radio. People stay connected with you at DonovanMcNab.com. Great chatting with you, Donovan. Yes, Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me.